Welcome to the Dragonheart Ascension podcast with Sonia, where we mediate for innovative quantum solutions as the Dragonheart Light Council in preparation for Mother Gaia and Humanity's Ascension in 2029. At the end of last year, I shared, I believe, that I had a dream of the Christ Codes being represented as a six-lane superhighway. And yesterday, I had a dream where I was flying over this big parcel of land and it was filled with green foliage. And in the dream, it was being intentionally flooded. So water, of course, is emotional. And the water itself was creating a four-lane canal. The message was that this emotional cleansing is going to be streaming people into four different lanes of consciousness which to me correlates to the basic blueprint behind the Christ codes, which is the four decrees of Sophia, love, light, life, operating through her will as the law. I felt like it was prophetic in a sense of there's going to be a lot coming up for emotional cleansing this year for people. It's not going to get any easier. It's going to be, it's going to get, what's the word I want? Dense, expansive. More expansive, yeah. It's intense, intensified is the word. Things are going to get more intensified as we move closer. And that's just the truth of it. Because that's what it's going to take to wake some people up. I usually start first, although I will say this is probably not going to be the best message that I have delivered and all our times together, but this is what came in. Okay. The first thing that came to me was, what is the real path to ascension? As is the case with any process of awakening, it all starts out with trust. The trust that all will be given and the path will become clear and lighted to follow. Freedom to feel and the freedom to be will resonate with your heart within your soul. Be prepared to release all preconceived notions of what and what is not the truth and the true reality. The thing that will keep you from ascension is fear. Fear that you are not good enough. Fear the unknown. Fear is the opposite of love, so as long as you are full of love shining out of you, it will lead you on the path to true enlightenment and its ascension. It truly is that simple. It truly is all in the light and love. Let the diamond spin into an orb of all it is. Be at peace in love, in light, be. I came up with today. It was very much in alignment, dear. That's good. I got lucky. (laughs) No, you got connected. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Even without my button chops. 
Hmm. As long as you connect up, you're in. Yeah. <laughs> Late or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank God. <laughs> hey, Mr. Benito. Mine was different this time than it's been for the last several. And I don't have a whole lot here. But the feelings were very strong. When we first began, I was feeling, and it, I didn't travel today. When we first began, I was feeling energy in my heart chakra. And when Jonathan entered, there was a rush to my crown and forehead, which persisted through the meditation, although milder. And then I also was feeling energy in my throat chakra. I felt today more a steward of us being here. It was cool. I was just in a really great place. It felt like I was sitting in the midst of a field of unlimited possibilities with heightened gifts and new ones. And I believe that many of us are going to reignite many gifts from other timelines and or dimensions. I was reminded of information we saw not too long ago where people were being taught to see without using their eyes. For me, that harkens to areas of sensitivity that are part of our true structure and operating. Honestly, that's about it. I'm feeling real good, but I didn't go. I was here. That's interesting what you just said, Bennett, because I just wanted to share something with you. The first book that I wrote was about the diary of a Lemurian. I'm finding out more and more that I am connecting with people who were alive in Lemuria with me in the 21st century now. I just found another one, and that's Serenay, my daughter. She's alive and well and living in North Carolina right now. So these wow. things are happening. I don't know. Beings from the past are reawakening and joining together with me at this time. That's the idea. I'm not minimizing that. I think it's great. I'm just saying the idea is coalescing our lives and live streams. No, that's lovely. Yeah, I think that what I was experiencing and relating, it's all part of that. It's a new year, but it's also like a step up into another way of being. Yeah. Cool. Beautiful. Thank you, sweetie. So what came through for me was a few different quotes or sayings. I don't know if they actually exist, but now they do. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> they sound familiar. Don't expect them you to be totally that. new. But the first one that came through was, to he who is a good steward, much will be given. I also had this realization. This is random, but it came to me. So I'll share I've always been drawn to altars and people who set up altars in their home, but I've never really explored. I never felt called to explore it on my own, never was disciplined or self-permissioned enough to start an altar. But I just realized it during this meditation, I have altars like everywhere. I have an altar in my car. I have one at my little crafting station. I have one here in my healing room. I've got one in my bedroom, but I judge 
what I thought an altar was or what it had to be or what you had to do with it. But naturally, I just set up little areas of inspiration everywhere. I've got gemstones and seashells and marbles and little figurines and whatever that I find that just delights me, I put into these little areas and different places. So what I wrote down in my notes was altars everywhere. And so perhaps I'll have some kind of conversation about that, give people permission to further do things their own way and step out of the taboos and all that conditioning that you have to be taught how to do things. And there's only a certain way to be doing things and all of that jazz. The next that came or the next saying that came through is tend to the fields in your backyard. So this came to me in the visions of tending to past and current clients or connections or relationships. It came to me and the thought of tending to the fields in your backyard being the community around you and then a literal interpretation, like literally grow some food and get in touch with your ability to do that and the healing and wisdom that's found in working with plants. So there's that. And I had a rambling of different thoughts that were business related, or at least like part of the message that I'm here to bring. I put together for the first time thinking about, I think about balance often, but I've never really thought about, and I think about helping people be healthy a lot, but I never put those two words together of healthy balance and healthy balance is something that's very relatable and makes sense to people and something that people are familiar with, if that makes sense. And a good consideration to expand upon too, because like our conversation before the meditation, there's so much structure and rules that people feel like they need to follow. And there's a difference between finding a healthy balance, because if you don't, you're going to get fat, find a healthy balance. Cause if you don't, you're going to be out of control versus being just truly a steward of your life and having a healthy balance be a natural side effect of the good stewardship that you have of your body or the good stewardship that you have of your time. So that idea of healthy balance also brought to mind that people and individuals, we, we don't get out of balance overnight. It's not like we wake up one day and we're like, oh, everything's out of balance. We might wake up one day and realize things are out of balance, but it's stuff that's been long coming. And on the same flip side of it, you're not going to wake up and find yourself balanced. It actually is an ongoing process that you maintain throughout your life, a healthy balance and to find your healthy balance and to break out of the taboo of thinking that a healthy balance is like a discipline, restriction, responsible, grown up thing to do and really connect over how that's a pretty radical, rebellious thing to do, to live in balance and in harmony and in good stewardship of yourself and that around you. So sharing that with all of us and definitely taking that back over as I reflect over my ongoing message to people, because I have this big message on my heart of what I want to share throughout 2022. And I've yet to relay it over to the masses to say, hey, there's this conversation that I'm having, and this is what it's going to look like. I know that's going to help me to better connect what it is that, that I'm here to guide people to. And let's see here. The last thing that I wrote down is when sleeping dragons wake, 
So I'm sure that can have multiple meanings for all of us in our own individual relationship with dragons and dragon energy. However, interestingly enough, I made a dragon sculpture. This was like a healing process for me as I find art to be. I've even thought about having my messaging be around helping artists and other healers so that I can help artists to understand how healing their work is. And I don't even have to help them understand it. They'll get that. But to classify them as healers, they probably don't self-identify that way. What is the completion of when sleeping dragons wake? Is there an ending to that? Really was it when sleeping dragons wake and my mind just went to, I was writing that as you were saying, whenever we're complete, but the imagery that came to my mind is just this. I have a very positive, beautiful connection to dragon energy. I've always seen it as something to be respected, much like this life, something to be respected, understanding all the facets of what you get when you're dealing with a dragon. However, one I'm very aligned with. So when dragon energy or when, when sleeping dragons weight came to mind is like that, that, that beautiful, powerful fierceness, very much the same thing that's associated, at least to me with mermaid energy, this unapologetic power that's just inherent because you're a dragon in regardless of your size or your expression you have significance and that's something to take ownership of and to be a good steward of and to be responsible of and all that goodness, like all that expanded expression of self. So to me relates back to what we were talking about before meditation again, and that now is really the time to awaken that dragon energy that's within and embodying that in a fiercely responsible, compassionate, love centered, light anchored way because it's time sleeping dragons are waking. So it's going to be a wild ride. It's a fun ride. It might be wild, but man, is it going to be fun? (laughs) Yeah. If you have the right perspective. And that was actually something else that I remember writing down is, but I think this came through before meditation too. It's not that things are going to get easier and it's not the things that we're just going to get better at it. We're just going to better understand the rules of the game. And when you understand the rules of the game, then it can just be a good time. It can be fun, even if it's not fun at all and out of alignment with your (laughs) ego's preferences and the way that you would have done things if you were in control of the world. Yeah. When you were speaking, what came to me is life is an altar. Mm, I like that too. I will share my journey. So I was seeing the sun in the center of the pyramid. And then I saw the masters surrounding us in a circle, sending energy into the earth. And then I saw a white stallion in the center of the earth. With Actually, it was a pegasus with wings standing on its haunches. And Orion was on his back riding it. I'm now feeling a crown on my head that has 12 jewels that are radiating light out into the cosmos. Pegasus and Orion are riding on the rays, jumping from ray to ray, creating a spiraling action, moving up, but also moving down into the earth. Feels like this represents the 12 constellation rays activating humanity. This connects to the four lane canal in my dream yesterday. So I was sharing Jonathan that last year I had the dream of the six lane highway Yesterday, I had a dream that I was flying over the earth and there was this big section of land with all this green vegetation. 
and it was being mm-hmm. intentionally flooded. And out of the floodwaters were this four-lane canal. I just felt like it was emotional initiations channeling or funneling humanity into four lanes of consciousness or streams of consciousness, which I felt connected to the foundation of the Christ code based off of the four decrees of Sophia, love, life, light, and her will is the law. So I felt like there's a connection here. This connects to the four lane canal in my dream yesterday. I'm now seeing the rays as ribbons of light moving in a wave-like action. Each is moving at a different rhythm. Together, they are creating a grid of light as each is spiraling and circling at different rhythms and angles. It's creating a beautiful kaleidoscope tapestry of light. The center is turning into a vortex motion. I am seeing the earth moving through it. It feels like a birthing. It feels like this is connected to her ascension. That was my journey. So that was a new way of seeing it. I feel like the 12 constellation rays on my crown connect to the teachings that are coming through the Christ codes. Part of the work is working with the galactic archangel. So it also felt like archangel Antari was part of the energy when we first were doing our work in 2008 with the triad, very soon into the journeys, we were given a vision of the earth's ascension. She exploded into golden lights and completely disappeared. And then she reappeared three days later as this smaller golden energetic world. Mm-hmm. Eight years later, the vision came in and we were working with Archangel Antari and the dragons a wave of energy was coming to the earth and we put up a wall of energy to slow it down. This imagery with Pegasus and Orion riding together felt like it was halfway to that journey. We've traversed at least half of that slowing down transition that's coming. And that's what came to me when I was receiving these visuals. Yeah, I was going to say... It seemed like one of the things you got today, it seemed like here's this deluge, basically, water everywhere, but then it gets channeled into these corridors or... A canal with four lanes in it. What potentially could have been very destructive ended up being beneficial. Yeah, it feels prophetic. It feels like it was intentional flooding of the land to channel the consciousness. I look at rivers and streams as streams of consciousness, river as humanity. Oh, okay. And it was channeling it into four streams of consciousness, four lanes. And that to me automatically lined up with her four decrees is bringing people into consciousness in these areas of progressive awakening. Yeah, gotcha. I think that that's uh, interesting in conjunction with this whole idea of stewarding, because I often think of stewarding a ship. So, of course, that ship can be your life. It could be your relationship, whatever that is that's in front of you, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever ship it is that you're navigating. Mm -hmm. Um, And after we had come out of meditation and we were doing the shares, I had another image that came to my mind of a compass. And I've always loved compasses, maps, all of this stuff. 
but the compass came to my mind as instead of pointing north to north, south, east, west, it pointed to love, fear, destruction, and doubt. And each of those kind of got broke down into categories like love, being of self, others, and your occupation. And I don't necessarily mean what do you do for money, but how are you occupying your time? Occupation, right? Mm. Doubt, including doubt in your faith or life in general and doubt in others. Fear being of past, what had happened and future, what is to come and destruction being anxiety, technology, food and judgment, all things that we turn to for destruction. Just having that thought of which way is your needle pointed? Are you navigating towards destruction, towards doubt, towards fear, or towards love? And all of that came back to my mind as you're talking about these rivers of consciousness. I always equate water to emotions, flow of emotions and emotional energy, which we can absolutely equate over to consciousness and being able to decipher consciousness and process consciousness and understand what the heck's going on in here and in your body. So it all just came back around again. So I pictured ships on these rivers and what is navigating, which way is the needle pointing as you navigate your own individual ship, one of the rivers of consciousness. For sure, water is the astral, it's the emotional body, but it leads to consciousness. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Thank you. I love these sessions. (laughs) (laughs) What a good year it's going to be. If you would like to be part of the global solution for innovative quantum changes, please join us where we collectively perform quantum mediation for global ascension Go to ChristCoast.com under the World Services menu tab to register.